Welcome to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vettebonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And we are back in the thick of things uh, at work. We are uh, prepping for class. Uh, we are. This is our first full semester, as, as far as we know, that we are going full-on remote learning. Like, no in-person classes because of COVID-19. Uh, and we want to talk about that a little bit today as far as what our preparations have been and what we're doing differently this year. I'm going to be so remote that my classes will be positively aloof. <laughs> I, I made a joke yesterday. You're going to be totally asynchronous. You're totally. Just, you're asynchronous I, at the best of times. They, at the end of the semester, people will believe I haven't taught them anything. That's how seamless <laughs> it'll be. What's what's How is that different from any other semester? Exactly. Oh, no. uh, by the, uh, the, yesterday, I tweeted that I, uh, my, I'm going to go so remote, I'm going to broadcast from the moon. And, <laughs> and much like our podcast, it'll consist of lots of crashing, two hours of buffering, Lots of that stuff. <laughs> so what we've discovered, we've had meetings, bloody meetings all week, which is oh, always yeah. the case for first week back uh, for everybody. And what we discovered during these meetings, and uh, people might not realize behind the scenes that we, you and I have had a lot of issues with the internet crashing, with our uh, Facebook chats crashing um, during podcast recordings. This happened a number of times, especially last week during Star Wars Nerds. It happened like three times, I think. That was the worst but, one. Uh, it's all your fault. <laughs> it may be. My fault. It, it's you're like yeah. you text me after that meeting, and you're like, I guess we know whose internet is is having trouble because you have been, you've dropped out of that. We had a big long hour hour and a half meeting. You you've dropped out of it three times. You said yes, and I um each time the first time I could just click join and I joined right back, so it was like nothing. So I figured ah, so it doesn't even matter. The second time it happened, I had to wait a while before I could join. The mm. third time, the entire screen froze, and I had to reboot the computer. So it got worse and worse as it went along. So the upshot is I have done what you're about to do, which is order the brand new fiber internet. Ooh, mm. fiber. And uh, the way it works is they take away half of your TV channels, and they give you new <laughs> Wi-Fi, and they charge you what you were paying before. That's just as well as I'm as uh, for me because I'm getting rid of my TV channels anyway. I've decided that with uh, the Jets out of the playoffs – and with no, I, I can't think of any network television that I'm really engaged about for watching this this fall. I'm just cutting my cable completely. I'll still have Prime. I'll still have Netflix. I'll still have Disney Plus. But that's it. I'm not going to, I'm going to cancel the HBO and the Crave. I even looked ahead to see what HBO had coming. There's nothing I really care about. How about the night? That- Sorry, I was going to say, how about the night of the U.S. election? Are you are you just uh, not going to watch? Oh, you no, not- no. Yeah, I can watch that. I mean, I, okay. I should be able to get. There's actually, there's a, something that uh, I briefly tried but haven't. Um, gone full in on is called Stack TV, which you get alongside your Amazon Prime. You probably see advertisements for it all the time. Yeah. And Stack TV allows you to get a certain amount of um, of live channels, including news channels. So I think it would be I don't know if it's CNN or what it is, but it's one of those news channels I would get that I can watch the American election. I could probably watch it online as well, I'm sure. Uh, but you're right. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that I'm looking forward to as far as traditional TV is the U.S. election. <laughs> and who knows how that's going to turn out. Oh, and, see, uh, and there's one more thing. Season four, I think we're at, of Fargo starts on the FX. I still haven't FX. seen season three. Oh, and that's on, and that's on Netflix now. Yeah, I, I can yeah. catch up, but I'll catch up on that later. That's not a priority. Um, but before we get into it, I do want to talk about a couple of things in the nerd news. Nerd news. First off, you brought it up as we were getting ready here. Announcement about a remake of one of the most beloved comedies of all time, Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. Oh, please. And starring who? Starring uh, who? Kevin Hart and 
Uh, Chris Rock? Who's the other guy? Will Smith. Will Smith. Shit, sorry. <laughs> That's bad. Starring Ke- Will Smith and Kevin Hart. Starring Kevin Spacey. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and now, who's playing who? which character? Is is Will Smith playing the Steve Martin character? I think that's got to be what it is, right? Oh, they'll either play for type or against type, and it'll that'll be one of the hooks that they go no, with. No, they're not going to play against type because Ke- Kevin Hart is annoying. He yeah. is, his Part of his comedy is being annoying. And that is that John Candy character is he's annoying. That's the main part of that. But the the other issue, and it's not about them being black or anything like that. But the issue is, it's kind of the same thing that goes along with the Ghostbusters remake. Nobody needs this. Like you, that Ghostbusters remake was not good, not because it was female uh, people in the roles. That would have been fine, but because the movie itself wasn't great. And I'm afraid that same thing is going to happen for this movie. The first, the original is amazing. Leave it as leave it as it is. There's no reason to remake this. Yeah, and it's not it's not. Uh... It's not dated, you know, like it's not like you can watch if you watch it now, it's like watching a silent film or something. What I would like to see actually is as trains, planes and automobiles, except in the pandemic era. (laughs) So let's see what happens when they try to get across America during the pandemic and there are no flights and they have to social distance and wear masks or something like that. That's one reason. That's one reason. But it actually occurred to me, my, my favorite part of that movie is right near the beginning where they meet, uh, there's a guy driving a pickup truck truck, and he says, could you drive us to the train station? And he goes, ain't no train stations in Wichita. Lesson, you're a hog or a cattle. And I, and, and I was like, I want to play that role in the reboot. I want to be that guy because he's only in the movie for one minute. It's one. But it's my favorite. It's so funny. And he's and he's uh, and and uh, and the and, uh, and then his wife gets out of the truck and he goes, she gave birth sideways. That, that one. <laughs> And I was like, that would be the ultimate role to get yeah, in that film. But I, funny. I don't. I'm mad that they're rebooting it. They shouldn't do it. It's like yeah. every once in a while, you, you know. And what is this? The new Odd Couple? Like the Odd Couple used to be a play that was they change, and it was a TV series. Well, but the play, the whole idea of the play was you could do it forever, and you would always change the roles. Different actors would play the yeah. roles. And I, I guess I mean to be fair, the the original. Um, planes trains and automobiles that that's a similar premise as the odd couple it is they're not living together and they're in a much more stressful situation traveling is a very stressful situation especially um it's happening at thanksgiving time which is a super busy time for travel it's not the best uh thing to do at the the best of times but he is you know he's kind of stuck with this um this character who sells what does he sell bathroom accessories or oh shower curtain rings yeah shower curtain rings something like that anyway uh, it's just I, I mean it's such a great it's, it's a great holiday movie it's a great movie for that time of year like there's no other real Thanksgiving movies there are a few maybe but nothing that's come to, to mind um, and that one is a great Thanksgiving movie for sure American yeah. Thanksgiving of course it's, it's the only good Thanksgiving it's the only good American Thanksgiving movie there was one called Home for the Holidays with um, like Holly Hunter that mm. um, I don't oh really that remember. one yeah I don't really remember yeah and I think there's one Shoot, you just reminded me of another one with Holly Hunter where I believe Thanksgiving has a Woman Wanted with Keep Yourself. No, I'm just joking. That's the one that was the one that was shot in Winnipeg. I think that was shot in your neighborhood, actually. It probably by the way, they are they're shooting the Hallmark, another Hallmark movie just uh, at the Grove, just a block away. Yeah, and it's like uh plus thirty five outside yeah. and uh, it's supposed to be wintertime or something it is like that. The like most excruciating <laughs> heat wave that Winnipeg has had all summer, probably. And there they are. With the, the frosted glass. And the, yeah. Oh, I don't funny. know. I don't know. That's going to be a shitty movie, by the way, anyway. Well, I don't think any of them are really good. Um, other new, new news, and it's interesting. This came across, so I saw um, 
I guess I subscribed to the Weezer YouTube channel. I didn't realize I was subscribed to it, but because they don't, I mean, they just release their videos there, right? That's pretty much all they do. And a video popped up in my feed the other day, and it was from the new Bill and Ted movie, Bill and Ted Face the Music. And I watched the video, and it's a good video. It, you know, it incorporates elements of the film, and Bill and Ted are in it, like not just clips from the movie, but actual Keanu Reeves and, and uh, Alex Winter are in the video. It's a good song. Um, but I didn't realize that, you know, that movie's coming out next week, August 28th. I, I had no idea it was coming out so soon. And it is probably the first movie to do what you have been wanting it movies to be doing all year, which is coming out on demand and in theaters at the same time. There you go. There we go. So this is the it's, first real movie to do it. And yeah, a real, a real movie with real demand with, uh, a, with at least one movie star in it. <laughs> Well, I think actually, I think we're going to see a lot of cameos and stuff, and yeah. certainly people who are in the past movies will be in it. Um, but yeah, Keanu Keanu is the big star, of course, and Alex Winter hasn't done much since the first Bill and Ted. I think he did the Lost Boys, but uh, but still, like it's actually I love that they're doing this. I love that they're actually doing both on demand in uh, in theaters. I mean, I would probably just rent it on demand. I don't know. This is not the yeah. kind of movie that you really need to see in the theater. Although I did see the original in the theater back in the day. I do remember seeing that when I was a kid uh, downtown. At the Capitol Theater in Winnipeg, so I, I, there is that. But hey, I'm happy that they're doing both. Well, you know what? I think it's just as well because I would be, I would be depressing to see that movie in the theater. And when they said Socrates instead of Socrates, <laughs> that, yeah, and and it would be depressing because most of the audience now would think they're pronouncing it correctly. That's right. <laughs> That's and I don't want to be in there to see that. My son made an, an he's like, who is the Greek philosopher whose name started with A? I said, Aristotle. He's like, yes. And he started talking about Aristotle. Jack did. I'm like, oh, well, good thing he knows who he is. Didn't know his name, but he knew what he did, I guess. So anyway, it's kind of funny that he's aware of that. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to see it either the first weekend, uh, probably not in theaters. I did go see another movie in the theaters, by the way, as I continue to try and catch COVID for movie theaters. Uh, no, it's uh, uh, we saw the SpongeBob uh, movie, the new SpongeBob movie in theaters last weekend with the kids. And it was meh. It was not great. It was okay. Uh, yeah, it kind of looks that way. <laughs> it's interesting to me that they're doing this with like the, the first couple of movies out in theaters are kids movies, except for that Russell Crowe one, which I'm not sure what that's about. But apparently it's not great either. Um, but kids movies seem to be, I guess, a, a more sure bet uh, for, for audiences because parents like that's just something you do with kids. You take them to the theater, you shut them up for a couple hours, you fill them full of popcorn and and uh, get them to watch a movie, and it keeps them quiet. And, uh, you know, to be fair, this movie, it was better than the last SpongeBob movie, which I hated, but not as good as the first one. And I think, um, you know, it's it, it, there's a lot of interesting cameos. Snoop Dogg is in this one for some reason. I'm not sure why. Oh, no. Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg and, and Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is in it as well. So there you go. So, so a little tie-in there for, uh, for Bill and Ted. So, Dan, I have to just pause here for a second to say... The connection has never been better, but now I'm getting Teams notifications popping yeah, up, like to the tune of ten thousand a second. It looks like. Yeah, uh, yeah. Are you hearing that on the mic? Are we recording I that? I, I don't know if that's coming through on the mic. It's. I have headphones on, so I don't think it is. Okay. Um, I have headphones on too, but if to, hey, if if people are going to hear the the endless bleeping, um, here's Beep. here's it's me right saying right. sorry. <laughs> now. Now it wants me to share a PowerPoint, but okay. <laughs> it worked for me. Now, well, you don't have uh, uh I did now. Okay, well, whatever. This is part of what we're talking about today. Would you yeah, like well, me to share a PowerPoint with you? No, thank <laughs> you. All right, you. then I'll, I won't. Uh, I'll cut that part out. <laughs> no, no, um, leave it in because what we're talking about this week is this. 
is getting is getting ready to teach on Microsoft Teams. Yeah, and that's the biggest learning curve all of us are facing uh, this semester. Although I, I have to compliment um, some of our colleagues, Ford in particular. Our colleague Ford has done an amazing job putting together materials for the students. He's actually recorded introductory videos for all of his his um, kind of uh, sections of his course. What he has, he's already done all this work. He's done a bunch of it, so he is he is ready to go. Um, and I was talking to him about like we're just kind of planning out because we teach the same course, although we teach different aspects of it. So he's got all these introduction videos already recorded and ready to go. And I'm like, well, of course he's like he's the video instructor. He's the pre-produced video is his thing. Whereas I'm like, let's do it live. I want to do it live. So I'm going to record my lectures and then post them and learn after the fact. But I will not be pre-planning out uh, or scripting anything <laughs> as far as my presentations are concerned. It's all off the cuff. That's kind of my style. Well, isn't that what teaching is when you get down to it? I thought so. I think teaching is that. I don't like the last thing I want to do is take selfies of my of me. <laughs> so, well, that that's kind of an interesting aspect because when you look at things like online learning, uh, there's a couple of different ways to do it. We've talked, we joked about asynchronous versus synchronous, but what that really means is synchronous means you're in class together, you're all you know, you're all online at the same time, you're discussing something in Teams in this format that we're doing right now and it's a big group chat just like those zoom calls you've seen um like in the snl episodes and that kind of stuff just like that except with funny people <laughs> uh, but it's it's actually um more like um that's like in a regular class and then asynchronous is like when students go out to do things on their own and there is no real time there's a time frame assigned to it but it's like they they're kind of free to come and go as they please and they can complete the tasks as they need to and we have to do a mix of both that's what we've kind of been mandated to do by the college. And that's fine because everyone's going to be in a different situation. Not everyone's going to be able to meet up for class at the same time because of maybe home issues. If you've got kids at home or something, you're not able to. I, I can say as somebody who has kids, when they're here, I can't get anything done. I really can't. Like It's very difficult uh, because they're just constantly uh, looking for your attention. So, um, so that's part of the issue we're, we're facing here. But also just getting to know teams as a program what we can do with it what we can't do with it uh we're scheduling my class professional development is the one that's in kind of schedules all the guest speakers to come in and we you and i are working on a guest speaker for uh the first couple weeks uh your friend sean garrity is going to be a guest speaker to our, our students so we're trying to figure out how that works with teams right we think we've got that figured out yeah i think all i mean uh, it's not that hard to tell you the truth there's things that aren't that difficult, but I think it's the other stuff that will be very difficult, which is there's no, and I even, I, I wrote like a little uh, welcome, welcome to the ad class, <laughs> welcome to VR class. And in there I said, what will go, what if my Wi-Fi goes down? I'm like, it probably will go down. What if <laughs> your teacher's Wi-Fi goes down? It probably will go down. What if uh, my screen freezes? You're going to reboot your computer. Like, what are we all going to do? It's all of that stuff that's different across the board where you it's not you there's no way you can't reach through the screen and help and you know and, and adjust controls for people so there's going to be everyone's going to need to be really patient and everybody's going to need to sort of realize that that's probably going to be the source of uh, most of the issues it's just individual strange things that happen based on different kinds of wi-fi and computers and software and right etc but yeah, yeah exactly yeah 
But what I was actually was trying to get at before was um, when you see online learning in other forms, such as LinkedIn learning, which we have access to as, a, as a, the students and instructors both have access to it, which used to be called lynda.com, by the way. Um, it was bought out by LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And the other one, I guess, is Skillshare, which is a really popular website for learning different skills. There's also those ones that you see advertised on Facebook, like, uh, who is it? Oh, so-and-so is going to be your drama instructor or so-and-so is going to be your comedy instructor judd apatow is going to be your comedy instructor right you see have you seen those master class master class ron yeah. ron howard ron howard is yeah. going to be your director that kind of stuff so but that what that is essentially is just watching tutorial videos it's just a fancy way of watching tutorial videos with a famous right? person yeah that's exactly. it and we're not quite famous enough to to make the cut so we have to do this but when you're producing <laughs> when you're pre-producing content that's what you're doing is you're creating now i've created tutorial videos uh for <laughs> Um, actually, I might have to do new ones uh, with there's an update in the program. But th that's something that, um, you know, is part of this as well is helping students learn how to use programs and that kind of stuff for my course anyway. Um, but it's a little bit different than engaging in real time with somebody when you're live in a classroom. You, you're passively watching a video isn't quite enough to, to get the job done, in my opinion. No, uh, right? right. I mean, that's right. It's the interaction. That works. But I mean, that's the other thing that, that will probably go wrong too, which is the lag time between when you ask a question and somebody or the talk or the crosstalk. I mean, you're somebody who yep. teaches audio, so you know what that's all about. Like, well, that not only that, but we've also discussed this as a faculty. What are we going to do to help the students uh, get to know each other and kind of build a bit of a social bond? Because that's something that's really a big part of our program and probably any college program, to be fair. Uh, but this, they're not really going to get that. The students coming into first year are not going to know each other. They're not going to be in a room together. Uh, they're going to only be discussing things online with each other. And so there's going to be something lost there, I think, unless we can think of ways to come up with um, uh, ways to build you know, rapport. Are you uh, planning any icebreakers for your classes? My icebreaker is, does everybody's Wi-Fi work? <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be a real barn. Well, you know, there always is. I mean, in the first class, you have to do some form of introductions. So, of course, there will be that and there will be uh, and usually that's where I introduce the concept of branding and the idea that your favorite brand is somebody's least favorite brand and how that all works. So something involving that for sure. How about you? Yeah. Well, yeah, I I've, uh, see. The, my issue is that when I get to if I have a class that's towards the end of the week, like we start on this year, we're starting on a Tuesday. Our, our Monday is going to be orientation. So there's no classes. So we start on Tuesday. And if I have a class that's on a Friday, I have to realize that these students have probably done something like this over and over again in every other class. So I try not to be too repetitive. I mean, yeah, introductions are important. But this year, I'm actually thinking maybe it's a good thing to be a bit repetitive in these things because yeah. it'll give you more chances to, uh, to get to know each other. Uh, the icebreaker I came up with is because we are in, um, uh, you know, in our own homes uh, during this whole semester, uh, I'm going to challenge the students to go off and find an interesting object in their home that they have to bring back to the camera, bring back to the computer, and then tell the story of that object in five minutes. And if they don't have an interesting object, they have to find an object and make up a story. Um, so then we have to determine whether or not they're lying or, or telling the truth. Now, I'm only going to do this for like the first class I have on Tuesday morning. No, you should do that's it for all. You should do it for all. Well, we'll see. We'll see what they, the, how it goes. Oh, that's time. fun. <laughs> it is. But I think that it'll be fun for people to kind of get up and then they have a chance to talk about themselves a little bit, to tell a story about something they have. And I, I have a ton of stuff. I could grab that solo. I don't know if you can see it here, but I've got the solo um, book that oh, Pablo yeah. signed, the Visual Dictionary. I have the Rogue One around here somewhere as well. But 
Now, I could talk about that. I can talk about any of the posters behind me. We yeah. can even ask people just to talk about their backgrounds. Like, that's a big thing. Everyone's curating their backgrounds. I see you are. I've got that, oh, that lovely uh, bag food. of cat, cat chow behind cat you. Cat chow uh, and... <laughs> Lord knows what else Miles. is up there. The, b- empty binders, pretty much. <laughs> but uh, but something that I have noticed with not only other instructors, but other people I've talked to on Zoom and on um, platforms like this is, and when you see people interviewed on the news, is that everyone seems to be very aware of their background and what they're showing off to people as they're as they're being interviewed. Uh, Elliot, was it Elliot Friedman? No. Um, oh, Kelly Rudy from Hockey Night Canada has his masters from. Some university behind his master's degree, just to make sure everyone knows he's got a master's degree. He may have been a goalie in the NHL, but he's also got a master's degree. So there you go. I have a Kelly Rudy story. Uh, (laughs) I was at the Delta Hotel uh, having a drink after a game, and it was a late game. And so nobody was in there except Kelly Rudy. And he, I guess, because he's the voice of Calgary. I think, I think he, I think he calls Calgary games, or he did. Um, and, uh, so he was in there and I couldn't help but notice he, he talked very loudly on his cell phone so that people would notice who was in the bar <laughs> and people being me. Yeah. So people would look over right. at him and go, wow. And of course, <laughs> Americans will have no idea who Kelly Rudy is unless you're a Los Angeles uh, Kings fan, but he was a former goalie who became a commentator. I don't think he does like, I think he does like national games now. Mm-hmm. He's part of the national crew. Um, but he is at home. And the other guy who of interest in the hockey broadcaster, uh, perspective is of course um Elliot Friedman who's grown a giant beard uh who looks like um, yeah. um he looks like Tom Hanks and Castaway it's disturbing he's got that kind of a beard going on and he's not trimming it it's really interesting yeah I don't uh, like it so, I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it suits him no I don't I, don't I think either. he needs I think, I think he needs to get rid of it I think like, we I need mind, to contact him. you know clearly I have a beard so I, I like the idea yeah. of a beard but you have to shave it and I'm, I'm saying that as somebody who's not really trimmed my beard in a while so I gotta do that before but, I got to do that before classes start as well. I have to be presentable <laughs> to the students. So there's I, I don't what, know. What, I else, did... what other aspects? What are you changing? What aspects of your course are you changing to accommodate the online portion of it? Oh, like, are you getting rid of assignments? Are you coming back? Oh yeah. You mentioned last week yeah. we talked about the Red Lobster. What's going on? No, no. Uh, the both of those got to go. Uh, Toad Hall Toys and Red Lobster are gone. Uh, those used to be my standard. No one knows how to write at this point anyway, so let's just do the same thing for the first two every year and then change the rest of them. And I think um, this year I'll start – actually, what I've already done is something that I don't do enough of, which is I tuned in on my phone. I streamed CJOB for the first hey. time in – it must have been years. And I just listened to the half an hour of the morning show, and I heard about 700 ads and I was like, okay, 700 ads. There's got to be one in here that the students could write write an ad for. And they were, pre- it was pretty, it was like Midland Appliances. And I was like, well, maybe. Like, so I'm struggling a little bit with what the first product is going to be. It's going to be Appel's Jewelers, man. Do Appel's Jewelers. Uh... I, I... <laughs> I did, okay, so I had an assignment for second years mm-hmm. in which I challenged them. I don't know if I'm going to do it again this year. I challenged them to, well, maybe it was the first years, um, create an ad for, um, it was part of it, like it was part of dealing with clients. It was second year. Dealing with clients was the lesson. And so what if you have a client who insists on being in the advertisement, like Jeff Appel or Kern Hill Furniture Co-op or whatever. There's a bunch of them in Winnipeg. I'm sure every city has their share of like owners who need to be in their own ads, right? Um, because that's also a selling tactic for advertising salespeople where they'll be like, Hey, why don't you be in your own ad? Huh? And spend a bunch of money on it. Like that's kind of the way they, they get people in. 
Um, so I'm like, okay, rewrite these ads without that person in it and still make it good. Like give them some kind of aspect that they could do that's not going to be like dominating the ad like they do. And so students kind of have a chance to rewrite some what are usually viewed as bad advertising as far as local radio is concerned. So that was a lot of fun. Um, you know what? One year, this was years ago, I had them do something similar for a Dufresne. And that was at yeah. the height of the, it's Doug Dufresne. He'd show up in your bed or whatever in the ads. He d- yeah, he, yeah, he stops doing that. He doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah he did for a while. Again, all these furniture salespeople yeah. like we have here, Best Sleep Center, you'll find us. Like that kind of stuff is just too much. Well, th- too much one money. of the things that I was surprised by is the students found, and I, what I said was you have to write it to make use of what his acting's like. And I remember somebody wrote an ad where he came back from the dead. So he so so and and, and so his zombie, zombie like yeah so his zombie like delivery was perfect for the ad and I was like that's really <laughs> funny like that was a that's great good. idea like but but it's hard and it's also hard the first time because um, we haven't done booze guidelines yet so you got to stay away from restaurants and everything like that yeah. because then everyone right away is like come in drink up and doing all those ads that are actually illegal in Manitoba so we'll see I, I don't know I got if you think of a good product let me know I've, well, I've been well, thinking the, about the challenge- it. And now a good way to sell this to them is is talking about how um, the pandemic has actually kind of reinvigorated advertising on stations like CGOB now. Like I said, I said this previously, all these businesses who were closed are, are advertising to let people know that they're back open again, mm-hmm. right? So that would be something you could say, like, how do you advertise this business, which a lot of people don't know is even open? How do you create an ad for this business, letting people know that they're open and what they're doing to observe social distancing or, or health guidelines and that kind of stuff? That's That's become a major communication point for a lot of businesses here. Um, and then the other one I'd love to hear if you guys could do ads for like pull apart hearing center and redo those ads, I would absolutely love it. Cause that is my least favorite ad on CGRB. I can't remember. How does it go? Hi, I'm so-and-so with pull apart hearing center. It's just talk about zombie like reading. This is the worst read ever. Should I keep that out there? I'm wondering, I work for this company that as <laughs> I don't think she's ever going to hear this podcast. So I think it's probably okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, oh. I imitate it every time I hear it. I'm in the news booth, about to read the news, and then it comes on, and she's like, hi. Like, and also, one of my biggest pet peeves for radio ads is ads start with, hi. Hi, I'm Dan Vadabonker. You don't need to say that. Come on. You're wasting valuable. You have 30 seconds to get across the message. Your, your name is not important. And the magic right? word in any. And saying hi yeah. is not important. No, the magic word in any ad is you. And you, right. you have two seconds to try to form some kind of a bond with your listener. And and even and 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 radio in particular, it's easy for people to tune tune away to the next whatever. Yes. During yeah. those ads, so you should they have to be compelling. They should be entertaining if at all possible, yeah. as well. But I see that the other thing that I don't want to hear uh, is a depressing ad all about COVID. You know what I mean? Like like you're selling right. like like we talked about last right. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're selling like the art the, gallery. The early days of the early days of COVID, right. when it was all sad. Yeah. Now we're recovering. Now things yeah. are supposed to be more uplifting and positive. Come to the art gallery. Stop thinking about COVID for half an hour. You know, like, 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 <laughs> like you don't, it's so depressing that I don't want to read 400 ads like that either. So, uh, mm. yeah, it's, it's going to be, and we have, uh, for the first time ever, international students. So that's fun too. Because uh, it would be interesting to see if they could bring us, send us some ads from their country just to take a listen to those and see what those are like. Because I found, um, I remember talking to somebody about ads in the Philippines. I don't know where our international students are from, but this one person was talking about different types of ads in the Philippines and how, how they're different from 
uh, Canadian mm-hmm. ads because this person lives here now. So it was an interesting conversation for sure. Well, Something to take a look at in the future episodes. You tell me what somebody from another continent is going to know about Best Sleep Center. <laughs> <laughs> or, or what do they need to know about it? And I the answer have, well, is nothing. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that because I, I do know that I've lived in multiple cities in Canada and every one of those cities had that person, had that annoying furniture salesman person. Yeah. That is the staple of pretty much any market in North America. So I don't know. I don't know if they have that overseas or what or different countries, but it certainly be interesting to know that. Um, I'm actually not. I don't actually have to change my curriculum very much. The only major change I've made is to uh, have the students purchase microphones like the one I have, like the one you have, so they can record good quality audio for their assignments. Uh, but they're still going to be doing the podlock hashtag podlock assignment, which is they have to listen to podcasts and and criticize, critique them and, and tell us what they're listening to. Um, they're going to do a podcast review assignment. So they're going to listen to a couple episodes of a certain podcast and give a review of it, similar to a movie review, but it's a written one. Um, like It's kind of set up for people to be working on their own. There's only one uh, partner assignment, group assignment, and that's the podcast, similar to what we do, the buddy, I call the buddy podcast because we're buddies. And, um, and basically they have to record now. They've done this in the past. They've done it in the edit suites at the college. They've done it in the radio station at the college. But now they will have to do it the same way you and I are doing this right now, is they'll each have to record their own voices and then combine them into a single file the way I do. Amazing. So they're going to have to do that. Yeah. So and that's good. It's a good lesson about how things are done right now. And plus, this will give you the tools to do it. Like one of the biggest challenges for podcast guests is uh, finding people who are local who can come on the podcast. But this gives you the, the tools to like basically record a podcast with someone who is anywhere else in the world. Like you can do it really anywhere. And and um, a lot of people have good quality microphones now. So it's not as the quality of, of, of audio from other people is not as bad as it used to be. So I'm looking forward to that. I have a solo podcast assignment where they have to do kind of a, a single, like just themselves uh, telling a story of some kind. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty good. It's going to work out pretty well for the uh, for the podcast uh, course anyway. Okay, so here's a question for you. Here's the one that I've been thinking about the most. And ironically, it's an assignment that's worth zero marks. And yeah, it is. Those are the best kind. Uh, yeah, it is. That sometimes sometimes those are the best ones because they're really worth do. You do them because they're worth doing, not because you're showering people with marks or or taking marks away, as the case may be. But uh, exactly. Um, in PR class, we have students do a group presentation, so five students in a single group talking for fifteen minutes about an event in public relations history. How would you do that assignment now? Well, you could still have them work. On it, um, like they can, they can still work on it together as a group. I did have a group assignment last year, at the end of last year, that we had to move obviously to remote learning uh, during the pandemic, and they, it turned out pretty well. Students are still able to present. Um, you can have them on teams like this, and they can all still present their aspects of the um, of the the like all like say there's three students in the group and they all have their microphones on maybe only one has his his or her camera on that's showing maybe a slideshow that's sharing their screen and showing the powerpoint or whatever it is but all three of them can still contribute to the presentation by talking during the powerpoint that's really all it is is talking in a powerpoint as far as presentations that have been that i've done anyway um so that's how i would do that i think that would work out pretty well we won't actually have to worry about the digital projectors not working which is which is usually you know, usually at the beginning of the school year, that's usually everybody's favorite moment. Or no, no computer, yeah. no computers compatible. You have to reset everything. It doesn't work. 
Or because yeah, everybody comes in with new computers that they've never hooked it up before. So there's that exactly. It, That's not going to happen. It occurs to me actually that I'm going to miss out on my two favorite things every year, which is when the assignments do having someone go, got a stapler. Okay, that always happens every year. <laughs> got a stapler, and you're just standing there like in jeans and nope. a shirt, and you're like, where do you see a stapler? Where do you see one? Like no, the, the student, the student in the class who has their own stapler is always the most popular. Student. Oh yeah, oh totally, yeah, yeah. They should charge uh, like a buck a staple because that would be a great money making venture because yep. they could. Um, so that I will miss that. And my other favorite one is it's up to you to make sure your computer connects to the digital protect projector in advance of the presentation class. Q presentation class. Anyone got a connector? Okay, so now, thanks to Microsoft Teams, I will not hear those two things this year. So it's actually solved a couple problems. That's right. But it, it will be a bit of a learning curve for students who never used Microsoft Teams oh, before. Sure. One of the discussions we've had is how to give them as many options as possible to join the class. How do they join the class? Do we have to invite them every time? I'd rather not, to be honest, have to invite them every time to a class. No. I'd rather just be able to make the call and start. That's what I'm going to do. do that, right? Yeah, okay, so, you can just start the call. With Teams, so but the instruction has to be to students be ready at the beginning of class with your with Teams on, and your email on just in case, and so you get the notifications when the class starts and you can log on. Today, right? what I did was I uh, copied the link from each class and pasted it into Learn and said, "Here's where we're gonna start. I'm gonna I am gonna call you from there. There's gonna be a bell. <laughs> You're gonna click join, and." But do you have to you have to add them to team, the team first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That? And that will be like I'm imagining the class will start with add, 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 add. Or but more likely is because we're doing our orientation on the Monday, so we'll they'll find out then. Hey, the you're gonna join a team for every class, and that link is on Learn, and probably later that day is when all of that. I, you know, going through the list and approving everybody. And then the next day, right. in theory, we can just start the call. But there, in reality, there's probably still some people um, with pending approvals and stuff. So we'll see. Right. And, yeah. a, yeah. and then once we get over that kind of hurdle of getting everyone used to using Teams yeah. and, how to, and how to use it, um, then it should be much better. Why did we decide to go with Teams? We were using WebEx before. Do you remember why we decided to do Teams instead? I actually liked WebEx more. I was a, b a bigger fan of WebEx just because there was one link. You click it at the. You click it when the class is scheduled. Everybody's there, and it was like it's the same. It's the same link every yes, time, right? I like that same link every yeah. time, and it made it just so easy to do. Um, but I think we went with Teams because the college wants us to use Teams. It's also got the built-in chat. Which is which stays there after the fact, whereas I think on WebEx it went away. I think with, yeah, when when the WebEx was over, I never saw that chat again. I gotta say, I'm also a fan of the raise your hand yes. uh, little tool. Uh, so you can oh. click on the little hand to raise your hand digitally. So that uh, the only thing is, uh, it's on us as instructors to keep an eye on that because I've been in a few meetings where the person running the meeting has not <laughs> not been paying attention to it, and you forget. I think, right, so you have to be aware. Yeah, of that. and I think um, WebEx has something like that now. They didn't at oh, first. Well, but it, didn't, it, yeah. it didn't a few months ago, no. right? Which is, and it, they, we've talked about it where it's, you know, this was the opportunity for uh, video software, video meeting software to really shine during the pandemic. And we saw Zoom gained huge grounds in this category, although not enough for, for us to adapt it. 
Um, but I think there was concerns about Zoom and uh, privacy issues, right? There was all kinds of issues around that. There was all these stories about people hacking Zoom meetings. Whereas I think because it's Microsoft, there's a little bit more security involved. And everything we do with our students is stays secure and, and behind a, a firewall, yeah. so to speak, so that other people can't access it. So yeah, it's an interesting time and we're going to have to like, it's really, I think it's going to be like pulling teeth to try and get the students to engage with each other during class. We're going to have to, I think we're going to have to do a lot of calling out students specifically say, Hey, yeah. you, what do you think of this? Like, we're going to have to do that. We can't just wait for them to passively respond because nobody's going to. But their name, their names, their names are now on the screen though, right? right Which that'll exactly. make things way easier too. Because yeah. I can never remember. Pe- I, I, I'm terrible. How long does it take you to learn people's names usually? Oh, like three weeks at Me least. Me too, minimum. On, and to be fair, and honestly, it happens faster. The more the student participates in mm, class, oh yeah. the faster I remember their yeah. name. And so in this situation where we're going to see less of that, it's probably going to take me longer, although the names on the screen will help for sure. Um, but yeah, I've definitely had classes where it's, I've gone almost the whole semester without learning some people's names because they just don't say anything in class. Oh, it's, yeah. I'm like, sorry, I don't. How am I supposed to know what your name is? I can't, uh, you know, I've got so many. You meet like 75 new people every year in, on the same day, basically, and you have to remember all their names. It's just not going to happen. So I asked this question at the meeting, and I keep thinking about it. How long can a grown human being stare at a computer screen and take classes uh, uh, staring at the video? It's exhausting. Where's that your eyeballs? It's tiring. Yeah. I After one Zoom whatever i'm i'm spent and my mondays are the heaviest day so i which i actually don't have to teach on until after labor day but um it's 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 gonna be a real uh challenge and i'm not sure i don't know what's reasonable what do you think what's reasonable to expect someone to be able to stare at a screen it's it's similar i think of it in similar terms as as a lecture which i don't really like to think of as lectures because that sounds boring and i hope i like to think my my classroom content is not boring uh, but uh, when I talk at the beginning of a class, I usually talk for no more than 20 minutes because I think that's about the maximum amount of time people can can really pay attention without their mind wandering. And then I usually send the students off to do an exercise or some kind of activity to, to give them a break. And I do this in class. I say, okay, now you guys go off to the edit suites, record this, do this, da-da-da. So I'm going to do that same thing. I'm going to have them live on Teams for the first 20 minutes of class or so. Then I'll send them off to do their assignment. Now, the difference is, this is where the asynchronous learning comes in, is I will not have them come back after two hours like I normally would. I will give them more time to do that exercise so they can get up and get away from the computer and take a break in case they have a three-hour class after mine. Like, you know, you just you don't know what they, what they have coming up we guys i guess we can check to see what they have coming up but i've never bothered looking at that before so um so yeah i just try to have like let them set their own times now in the professional development class which i'm teaching this year we are going to talk about time management and scheduling and taking breaks but also like staying on task so that's part of what i'm working into that class so they can learn to yes it's okay to get up and walk away and take a walk i do it i do it all the time here like i'm at home so i'll after i've been on an hour and a half meeting uh, I have to get up and walk around. I can't just sit at my desk doing more work. And so I do that, you know, every once in a while. But uh, we'll talk to the students about how to do that as well, right? Because you can't be expected, I'd say, to sit there and watch a, a presentation or something like that. It's going to get old real quick. Do you know, have you heard of cat zoomies? Do you know what the zoomies are? No, okay. it sounds like some kind of drug. No, cats, cats, and yeah, I'm sure you've experienced this. Cats have in, uh, lay around a lot of the time. But they usually have twice a day. They have an intense period of time where they run around and act crazy. Oh yeah, yes. mine does that. Those are called yeah. the zoomies, 
And yes, they oh, get okay. them in the morning and at night. I brought like nine in the morning, eleven o'clock at night, because that's when they. Holy shit! That's when they wouldn't. Like my, my cat did that yeah. exact same thing last night and this morning, and I never even realized. Yes, it. and it's and it's because that's when they'd normally be hunting in the wild, so they lose oh. their minds at those hours. And I, and I was actually thinking we should call it the Zoomies when we're when we're done. <laughs> it's not we're not using Zoom, but when we're done with the video conference, you got to run around. You got to tear around. Yeah, yeah. you got to go hunting. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, she does like she goes like. like just bolts back and forth from yeah. the living room to the bedroom and all over the place and she'll attack me and do whatever and now of course she's like laying on the windowsill just chill like a, a cat yeah. usually does but she will and then last night again just as i was getting ready to go to bed she's freaking going nuts yeah like, just, i'm just like calm down i don't want to hear 11 this. o'clock at night so, that's the word. that's when it, yes it is never noticed it's a, you've got two yes and that's but that's when they play together it's even crazier because okay. they just they egg each other on and uh mm-hmm. one of them will even like wag their tail in a way to say like yeah like nah yeah yeah and then the other one comes and chases it it's just <laughs> yeah so the zoomies and we're gonna have starting what in a week i guess or yeah just over a week we'll yeah. have the zoomies too wow yeah well, it's really interesting yeah and so and and so i'm hoping that we'll be able to get back on campus by the the next not a chance by january you don't uh, think so zero chance okay okay well we'll see this is, uh, we'll make our predictions now I think I think we will. I'm gonna. Uh, hey, do you want to bet? Should we bet something? And then if we actually uh, go back to campus, then uh, then one of us can collect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you want to bet? Do you want to bet ten bucks? Do you want to do like the ten dollar okay. bet? So sure, I'm betting $10 you ten dollars. We're not back in January. How about? Well, well, let's make it like we buy the first couple rounds of Tim Hortons. Okay. Oh, that that That's sounds it. good. First <laughs> couple rounds. Get sure. Back. <laughs> that sounds good. I just don't um, think it's going to happen. I, I think uh, I think 2022. Okay, well we'll see. Um, I was just saying to somebody the other day that the you know one of the best things about working at home is that I'm not spending as much money at Tim's oh, yeah. as I knew normally because normally it's at least twice a day um, for Tim's. Uh, and these days I'm making my own coffee and and uh, making my own breakfast. I'm not like uh, you know eating the egg and sausage breakfast sandwiches or whatever they have there. Um, so it is better in that respect for sure. Less money spent at Tim's. I wonder how Tim's is doing in all this. They're probably doing fine. Uh, I sure. read a Globe and Mail article that said they had had a pretty significant drop. I mean, hey, like their drive-through is always packed, but if people aren't going to work as much in their car, then it's gonna they're, they're gonna be impacted. And for long, but for a long time, that's all they had was the drive-through. Yeah. I, I think they've opened it up now to, to customers inside, but that wasn't the case for a long time. So. No, I, I um, well, it'll be interesting. I mean, it's all shaking out right now. What we like, we learned David's Tea is closing most of its locations, for instance. Yeah, and now they're only going to have one location at Polo Park in Winnipeg. I felt that was. A, I'm not too surprised. I felt that was a bit of a stretch. David's to be Tea. Yeah, just a, a store about tea. That's not really. Well, there's a store. <laughs> How many do we need about coffee? That, that, that... All the all the tea drinkers are getting so angry right now. Well, that's the thing. Like coffee. So coffee and tea kind of go together. <laughs> so for something like Second Cup and Tim Hortons and Starbucks, who also sell tea, they can have all the tea crap there they need. We don't need a specific store just for tea. Let's not go crazy. <laughs> but for a while. Plus, you can for know... a while, it was very popular. It was it like was, Great Canadian yes, Bagel. Um, we did. We didn't. Yes. Oh man, yeah. I love that place. The Great but Canadian Bagel. That was such a good that. place. We, did, we didn't really need a separate bagel store, but for a while, people went bagel crazy. Do you remember that? Well, they were good though. Yeah. The sandwiches were good. It was like a yeah. bagel on a, sa- a sa- bagel sandwich, and that was a great idea. Subway should should. Oh, I guess the Tim Hortons does the bagel sandwiches, but um, but yeah, it, no, it's, it's true. And that Bagel um, Wednesday oh, when the bagels were half price or something was a Bagel Wednesday. Now I want a bagel. So yeah, so so uh, if you if you can have just a bagel shop, I'd say you could just have a tea shop, but. 
But then again, both of them went. Both of them are hurting. Well, one went. Great Canadian Bagel went out of business, and that wasn't a pandemic. And uh, yeah. So is Davis Tea still going to be selling stuff online or what? Because that seems like something that could still work. Uh, probably, but they've got, online. I mean, they will still have the one location here in the city, but I think oh, they have, right, yeah. uh, I don't know. I can't remember how many there are across North America, but they're not as big as lots of other chains. That's for sure. But, and you could sort yeah. of see like the popularity had waned somewhat. Uh, they have the, pro- they had the problem that I have when you go to a cheese shop, which is there's so many people standing around sampling that for, if you just want to buy something, you just want to kill kill everybody in front of you because they're like, oh, let yeah. me try that one. Let me try that one. And the David's Tea, they were like mixing these little tiny Dixie cups of tea all the time. You're just like, look, I just want to buy this box that I'm holding in my hand. Like, can I get out of here? And, and the answer was always, nah, you can't. You got to wait. <laughs> so, yeah. Wait. So I don't oh, think no. that helped very much. Oh, well. Anyway. All right. Anything else you want to add to our discussion about the classroom? What's gonna? What else is gonna change about? Well, the in some classroom? ways I'm excited about it, and in some ways I'm dreading it. I'm not even sure. I don't even know how I feel about it until this thing go, is up and running, and we see what happens. I am always excited for the beginning of yeah. the year. Uh, for to meet new students, they're always excited uh, to come to class, uh, and that does excitement does wear off after a few weeks. <laughs> Three, to be fair, but. But uh, three weeks, that's right. Uh, but um, I'm still excited about the new year. Again, I love I love getting into this stuff. It's a lot of fun. I, I was just saying, you know, it, we, we're lucky to have a job that we are able to do this and work from home without it really affecting our mean. You know, we're still able to do our job from home, so that's good. Um, and so I am grateful for this job and for what we get, what we get to do. Uh, I'm a little nervous about it, but I'm, you know, we'll get through it. We will. And whatever we, we miss this semester, we'll make up for it, hopefully in future semesters. I just hope, I just, I really hope you're wrong about the year because if this tanks a whole year of Crecom, those, those students are going to have a hard time. In well, this year. is what I, I mean, did you, have you seen in the U.S. how all the schools, the universities that opened and they usually open earlier than us, that all the ones that mm-hmm. open are now closing and they're sending everybody home because they did well, because it was a stupid idea to open that well, was and they did idea. the test there was one university and it was something like one in five one in six students had covid <laughs> like a lot of them had covid oh and uh yeah, well that's not the way to we're not looking to the u.s for no for but, but i do think this. because as canadians we are we looked you know we see what's going on in the u.s and we're like well we don't want that so as many as whatever happens i think in the schools down there will have an impact on us here i think the more schools that you see going oh what a big mistake I think um, the longer we will go without being physically present, you know, I just think so. I just don't see anything else. And not to mention, we've got that wacky election going on in the U.S. uh, in November. I think uh, I think it's everything's primed for COVID to come back in the fall. And as we mentioned, we always get the flu running through our school three weeks, three to five weeks in anyway. So it's, uh, you know, I don't know. I just don't. Maybe I don't know if there's any safe way to open a school. Let me put it that way. Because I mean, every year I know that that the flu rips through the school. Every year I wash my hands like endlessly, trying to avoid catching it, and yet every year I do. So uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I guess we'll see what happens and all when all the schools open. But when you're if your kids, yeah, our, our, yeah. pub, our public schools yeah. are open. If your so, kids get, which I'm if glad. your kids get COVID. Where then they're all gonna send get sent home, and now then you're gonna have to teach with your COVID kids around. <laughs> COVID, and kids. You, yeah, I I'm glad they're opening the schools. I'm like I'm just there's no way parents can provide the same structure and the same education that the the, the <laughs> teachers can, 
and uh, it's it they've lost. I feel like they lost it. Like I really feel like those last two months of the school year last year were just a wash because I don't think this. I don't think my kids took anything away from that, and they need to be there now. Uh, if they get COVID, mm, I think they'll be okay. Hopefully, I don't think my kids don't have any. I know I know there are people who are not in the same position. I acknowledge that I'm lucky. My kids don't have any health issues or anything like that. But um, and nobody in my life really has any health issues that I think. Um, but yeah, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens there. I don't know. Some, someone in uh, another meeting the other day was talking about what if our students, the ones who are going to be teaching online, all of a sudden have their younger brothers and sisters coming back home after they cancel schools. They thought that might be an issue, right? So what happens there? They're going to be distracted. The kids are going to be home distracted from them being able to do their work which is, I guess, a valid point. So, yeah, I guess it's all still up in the air. I'm pretty happy with what I've done to adapt my curriculum to this online um, platform. And, uh, oh, we didn't actually even talk about, we kind of talked about it, but the the guest speakers, uh, which we're going to have on Teams. So your friend Sean Garrity is going to be our guest speaker. And so we're going to invite people to Teams, and you don't have to actually have, you have a guest account. You don't have to actually download anything into your computer. You can do it online in your browser. But they'll be able to come on and talk to us while our students watch. We should get Pablo. We could, yes, yeah, that's right. We, should, we yeah. gotta do it, hey. Since since he's yeah, since we're all doing remote stuff this year, I'll uh, I'll reach out to him and see if he's he's able to. That'd, That'd be great, great. Rod. Yeah. Hey, Rod Black. <laughs> <laughs> except except make part of the deal that he has to grow the mustache back before we'll have uh, yeah. him on. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 really, the punchline of all of this that I can't help but note, like you like when you said my kids are going to school, thank God, that kind of thing. It's nice to know that. School from age zero all the way to age 30 is basically a glorified babysitting service. That's right. Yeah, that's because right. parents want to get you the hell out of your house. That's Go right. somewhere. Go do something. So it's kind of funny. Nobody wants online learning because everyone wants the kids out. True. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, that, okay. Let's, let's talk about recommendations. Okay. I got a, I got a good recommendation. Um, and uh, an irritating tech issue, which is what we've been talking about this, this whole time. I finally, I came late to the Red Dead Redemption 2 party on Xbox. Oh, yeah, I started that, but I never really continued it. Well, I got it, and to my surprise, um, the left trigger button does not work on Red Dead Redemption on my controller. Uh-oh. And I was like, what is this? So I look online, and everybody has this problem. It's like, it's it's endless if you go online. Left trigger won't work. And nobody really knows how to fix it. And then part of me was like, well, it's a humid day. It has been a little sticky, the left trigger on the humidity. So maybe there's something wrong. And so I ultimately just gave up and went with the left-handed controller to get through. And you need the left trigger in Red Dead Redemption for dialogue to happen. Mm. So now whenever there's a dialogue, I switch to left-handed controller. (laughs) So I can play because I can get to the dialogue. Then I got to switch back to right-handed controller to play the rest of the thing. And I don't know this game. Everyone says this game is a huge game. I don't know if I can. And and what I've seen so far, I like quite a bit, but I don't know if I can stick out this whole game with a, without my left trigger button. It's a bit, I found it to be a bit slow moving in the beginning as far as doing stuff. Yeah. Like, and I I actually have not played the first one, so I don't know, but this is what I've heard. The first one just, you just, throws you right into it similar to grand theft auto 5 it throws you right into it at the beginning so you're already right away you're using the controls you're shooting something you're doing something whereas this one's like it's just it's a blizzard we're stuck in a blizzard gotta make your way to a cat like there's a little bit of action but not much between a very long dialogue scenes and i've yet to get past that part to the i guess the main part of the game i don't know 
but I, I, I paused it. I played, I played one full evening, like a good three or four hours, and then I kind of just paused it and, and didn't come back to it. I, I went on to other things uh, because it just didn't really grab my attention. It doesn't even let you save until after like the first hour and a half of play or something. So it's, it's a bit torturous uh, uh, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But I loved the first game. I loved it a lot. And I think I'll love this too. But what would you do? Would you go buy a new controller? Yes. Or would you? Oh, do you think that's what it is? Is do you, have you ever had one wear out on the left trigger? No, but mine is working fine on that game. I don't think I had any issues with it. Um, so, yeah. I, do you have a uh, normal controller or an elite controller? I have a normal. I have a normal controller. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I, you you've got the fancy Xbox. I don't have that. So. Yeah, but I but my fancy controller. <laughs> <laughs> ain't getting it done so right. anyway it's not really a recommendation it's more a I, and by the way uh I, i'm getting ready for everybody to tell me that if i have an elite controller that there's some setting you need to do and i don't have one i have a normal controller okay. so if people have tips for me please i'm all ears <laughs> that's good how about you uh, um i'm gonna recommend I, I i watch the uh there's a new series on netflix called transformers war for cybertron uh, which is kind of a new reimagined version of the original generation Transformers. And I think that you're probably, you're probably a little older than me, so well, you are a little older than me, but you're not probably, but um, <laughs> you're older than me, so I don't think that you really... Transformers didn't really hit for you the same way it did for me when you were a kid, right? Like, no. Like, you past that. Hey, I saw the commercials on TV as far as that went. I saw two of the Transformers movies. Well, and the, the Michael Bay care. movies do not count. The Michael Bay movies are a yeah. whole other thing. We're not talking about those. Never uh, had, uh, <laughs> and I never had any of the toys. So no. Okay. So in that, in that, I know Pablo loves the Transformers. Yes. In addition to Star Wars. Yes, he's he he did a thing where he drew a Transformer every day for a year, um, and I. So this is this is like a reimagining. The original series Transformers is about. Um, you know, these robots who are, they have a war on their planet and they, the Autobots escape to Earth and they crash land on Earth and then thousands or millions of years pass. Like they crash land basically in the age of the dinosaurs and then basically they're, they just, they stay there inactive and then all of a sudden in modern times in 1984, um, their computer comes to life and starts uh, redesigning them to be vehicles. And that's how they get their, you know, ro- robots in disguise thing. And the Autobots are all cars, and the Decepticons are all other things, other planes. And that's because actually the, the story behind that is it's actually interesting. The the toys that were the basis for the series were based on two different toy lines from Japan. One of them was about vehicles transforming into robots, the other one was about everyday objects. So that's why we have Soundwave as like a tape player and Megatron as a gun. Uh, because there was a, that was actually a separate line of toys in Japan, but in in the U.S. they in the North America they marketed it all as the same toy line Transformers. Anyway, this War for Cybertron trilogy um, it actually picks up the story earlier on. So we're looking at what happens on Cybertron before they leave for Earth, and it's actually I thought it was really good. The animation is excellent. Um, it's it's interesting, a, a, definitely a different way of looking at things. It's interesting. Uh, my only real issue with it is that it's too short. There's six episodes. Each one is about 20 minutes long, and that's it. It's, uh, that's chapter one. So there's there's going to be three chapters in this. It's called They're calling it the War for Cybertron trilogy. Chapter one is called Siege. There are six episodes. They could have just made this a movie. Like, I don't know why they bothered making it separate episodes if it's just going to be six at a time. Let's just do three different movies. You know, but I, I really if anybody if you're a fan of Transformers, definitely check it out. It's a really good uh, watch. It's interesting the way they they don't stick with the whole like they show different. For example, Bumblebee, which everybody knows is the uh, he ends up being the Volkswagen bug 
on uh, except for unless you're Michael Bay and he's a Camaro. Um, but in uh, in the cartoon world, he's a Volkswagen Bug, but he is not actually an Autobot in the beginning of this series. He's a is a neutral third party who's basically just a scavenger who. Uh, who uh, collects stuff and sells he sells like Energon on the black market and stuff like that. So it's a bit more of an adult tone to it. It's not quite for kids. It's a little more aimed at adults. So I think it's definitely a very interesting series. And I actually quite enjoy I get I get through it really, really quickly. It was like like an afternoon and I, I finished it. So it's really, really fast. So if you're interested in that, you might want to check that out. Excellent. All right. I think that's going to do it. <laughs> Ooh, here's to a great school year. Uh, we'll check we'll check back in at the end and see how it went. I was going to say, we're, we're one hour closer to having to teach. That's right. I Again, I'm excited. I always am yeah. with a little bit of trepidation, but I think it's going to be okay. I'm, a, I'm an optimist at heart, so I'm hoping that it's all going to work out in the end. And what is college about if it's not about the fresh-faced optimism of young people uh, who are super uh, optimistic and happy for one day? <laughs> Before then, the work begins. That's right. Before the course load weighs them down. slowly become old, haggard workers that's by right. December. That's right. <laughs> okay. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Media Nerds. I'm Dan Vatabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you on the ass. <laughs>